good, everybody? Welcome to another week of the Black Gay Agenda. It's your boy, Micah. It's your boy, Alex. It's your boy, Ryan Lewis. It's your boy, Justin B. Smith. And we are so excited to, um, we ate that, but we are so excited <laughs> to be here with you all. Shout out to everybody who's been giving us feedback on the podcast. We love yes. it here. This is becoming one of the highlights of my week. Um, yes. Shout out Very to uh, the people who messaged me to about the last episode, the Black Gay Christian Agenda. Somebody messaged me and said, like, it really, hearing our stories really helped them on their journey where they're at because they're in a place where they still want to wow. be close to God, but they feel like they're not accepted in the church. So they said that just hearing us like, really help them. So that's the point. That's right. It's about. And if they're listening to this one, God loves you regardless, boo. Oh, Come on, somebody. So by the time y'all listening to this episode right here, um, Pride Month is over. Pride Month is over. The companies have um, put up the rainbows, <laughs> and they're done appropriating for the month, getting some quick yes. rainbow dollars, right? Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> How was y'all the end of y'all's Pride Month? Did y'all do anything? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, y'all. So guess what? Guess mm -hmm. who went to their first ball? Um, at the end of Pride Month. So let me just let me just walk out through it real quick. I ain't gonna try to take too much time, but I did some volunteering um, on the the last Sunday of June, and basically I you know helped out with the with the Pride in my city, which is Silver Spring here in Maryland, and. They had different things going on throughout the day. And later on, I found out it was having a ball. So I'm thinking like, okay. So, okay, Justin, this is your chance. Go to the ball. Just go. I wore a bomb-ass outfit, y'all. looked so good. Mm -hmm. I looked so thick. It was giving assy. But <laughs> oh, it was giving assy. It looked classy. Just a little nasty. Um, <laughs> but um, they had, they had a, um, a category for GMC, GNC Best Dress, which is Gender Nonconforming Best Dress. And... I won my first trophy at the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that was did what needed <laughs> to be done. There you go. Tens across the board. Period. Congrats. You are ready for legendary. I was so ready to tell y'all this. I was so ready to tell y'all this tea too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um awesome. Uh, uh uh Alex, was you out there? Uh were you in Boys Town? Uh, the last weekend of Pride? I did. I went to Pride. That was the first time I've actually gone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to catch the parade. I missed it because one of my friends was being a procrastinator and was sleeping on us. <laughs> yeah. Went to sleep while we were waiting. Call me. They called me. They called me. I was in the bed. They called me at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I woke up like, what are we doing? Oh, hold on. I'm about to put you on three-way. Put my other friend out. Hey, we're going to get out of here early. Okay, cool. I get dressed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where's this dude at? My other friend came to the house. was like, I was going to just come over there and we just wait here. If not, we're going to leave him. He get here like, oh, yeah, I had to take a nap. Are you kidding Ooh. me? So we, so I missed the parade, but I still was able to get out there because um, they still had the street blocked off and everything. So I was able to see, you know, kind of what it was. Just be out there amongst the people. It was a... Chicago was Chicago one, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it was it was it was good. It was it was an opportunity for me to do something um, 
Kaprabba. Like it was is a is another like milestone for me. I just feel like I it was something that. else I did. Yeah. I have a plan for next year. Now I know what I'm gonna do. I don't care. I'm gonna leave people. I'm not waiting on nobody. I'm just there you gonna go. get there early. Yeah. That's but it was still something I was excited about. Um, just being able to get out there and experiencing it and seeing the people and stuff. So it was dope. We're gonna be big and we're gonna be hosting an event together. Yes, Ooh, I feel it. Yes, I feel it. I feel that. I feel I'm, it. I'm ready for it. Let's do Ryan it. Lewis. Hey, um, booked and busy. You know, booked and busy himself. Yes, mm-hmm. I hosted a rooftop party. Oh, um, come on, over the weekend. It was cute. It was fun. I got drunk and paid. I wasn't mad. Um, it's been a booked and busy pride. I'm very grateful for the platform I've created, the community I've created here in the city of Pittsburgh. And now it's just trying. It's next year. It's up. The price goes up. Mm-hmm. The booking up. It's I'm traveling. It's happening. Yes, it's a good month. We are manifesting it. My pride month was good. Unfortunately, they had me locked away at the job. So, um, you know, I didn't get to enjoy the festivities, but hopefully, not hopefully, I'm manifesting like this time next year, I'll be completely working for myself. So there would be no reason for me to miss anything, right? Um, any other updates? My month was good. My month was good. As y'all, if y'all are seeing this clip, because this might go up, um, I'm actually recording in a different location than usual because I did my birthday shoot. My birthday, by the time y'all listen to it, it's this Friday, um, July seventh. So I'm kind of excited for that. We 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 did what needed to be done with that birthday shoot. So on Friday, before. you go to my yes. page, okay? Can't wait to see him. Some, uh-huh. um, it's definitely um, the category is body. Mm-hmm. body, body. You rapping for unstable cancers? You said what? I said, you repping for the unstable cancers. <laughs> Let him know, right? Yeah. I know. I kick him off of this. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, today, this is going to be fun, y'all. This is going to be fun. Because um, we out here, only one of us is, you know, married and whatnot, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, no, you know, we not. talked about situationships, and I said, let's build on that. Okay. So, today, we are. Um, doing the dating while black and gay agenda. The dating while black and gay agenda. So as you know, in the very first segment, what we do is I go around and I ask a question. Sometimes we expound, but usually we're not expounding. We're just yes and no. So let's get into it. Alex, Ryan, Justin, that's how we're going to do it. Let's go. All right, Alex, do you have a list when it comes to dating? No. Ryan Lewis? No. Justin? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kinda. That's my answer. Okay. Hmm. I should have said that. Alex, does desirability politics play into come into factor when you're choosing to date? Desirability politics. Possibly. Okay. Ryan. <laughs> I must say possibly. <laughs> Justin. I'm going to say the same. I second that. 
Okay, and I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna bullshit like y'all. I'm gonna say one thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> I just needed more of a definition so that I can make sure that I'm on. Mm, I'm okay. On brand with what you always want about. a definition so you can try yes. to get out of something. Well, because look specifics. <laughs> <laughs> Next, is it hard to date as a gay black man? I think so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Justin? I'm in the middle with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say yes. Last but certainly not least, Alex. <laughs> Have you ever thought about dating outside of your race? No. <laughs> Ryan Lewis? Hell no. Justin. Those are thoughts. Oh, I know y'all coming. I know. Every time time it get quiet, we know Justin about to be diverging. (laughs) (laughs) For me, anybody who knows me, I'm pro-black. I am all about my people. So that is 1,000% no, never. I will never swim in the milk of magnesia. Ever, 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 ever. Never. So what of what? And by the way, I'm pro black too. I'm gonna explain to y'all why. Y'all gonna That's be like, cool. oh, okay. no, 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 we're not judging. All right. Oh no, no, no. I am. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll. But get listen. Don't we gonna have to get uh Dr. Umar on the whole test <laughs> for Justin? <laughs> oh Lord. Back, oh Lord. We will be back after this. Welcome back to the Black Age, and we're here. We're talking about dating while black and gay. Um, make sure that you go ahead and leave a rating and review. I was looking and the ratings and reviews aren't there. So do us a solid if you're listening to this because it says a lot of y'all are listening and we really appreciate it. But we want other people to listen and we want when people are scrolling and say, yo, that's 50 reviews here. Let me check out the Black Age. So do me a favor. Give us a rating and review and let us know um, what you like. And also let us know how we can improve. Okay. Mm-hmm. But keep it cute. Keep it cute. All right, so we are talking about dating while black and gay. So, first big question of the day, and we're going to start going around, okay? Um, do you think, and this is to our list that I asked you about, uh, do you think we have too high of standards when it comes to dating? Whoever wants to start off can go ahead. I don't think they're high. I just think some of them are unrealistic. Mm. So some of them are high, some of them are just what? What the stop. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not necessarily high, but some of them are really unrealistic, the expectations that people have with certain things. And I don't yeah. Like what? What would you think? What would you say personally that an unrealistic expectation that people have? Just somebody having it all together. Mm. We all we all on a journey, and my mm-hmm. idea of having it all together and yours is gonna be different, right? Mm-hmm. And where I am and where you are, it doesn't mean that we're not striving to get somewhere. But mm-hmm. a lot of people want people to have it all together, and they ain't got it all together. A hundred k, the hundred k conversation comes up mm-hmm. every other month. A hundred k what? <laughs> Like, Certainly not followers on Twitter. Um, like, you know damn well they ain't getting no hundred. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But they 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 want you know, everybody wants somebody who makes a hundred k. 
Yeah, but they ain't, that's what I'm saying. But they ain't got it. So but they ain't got it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think you should require what you don't have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. where the unrealistic stuff comes into play. Right. 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 Yeah. I and I also feel like people, what I've noticed, like on social media, on Twitter, people get preferences, preferences and standards mixed. Up. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I'm like, Talk yes. about it. Yes. Um, you know, your preference of what you do in the bedroom has nothing to do with a, the standards like, oh, because you bought them, you're supposed to cook. I don't know. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to. No, wake that up. Mm-hmm. Wake it up. Wake it up. Because wake it up. You, yeah. you're a bottom, you're supposed to cook or because you're a top, you're supposed to pay. Like those are like, they're mixing in the, you know, the thing. And that's where a lot of that's where the milk gets cloudy. You know, is that a saying? I'll whatever but yeah that's my biggest issue you know i mean yes we all have preferences we have some people have standards but it's just don't confuse the two like do you think do you think because you brought it up not me uh do you think that there should be a more dominant person in the relationship and a more i oh i hit the word submissive but yeah submissive person in the relationship i don't I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I don't think so because so, I can. So, 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 it's not submissive, but like one who's more like the nurturer. It it probably I would rather it because there's there's two different sides of me. Like mm-hmm. I know there's the protective side of me, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the soft side of me or submissive, if you ever want to call it. Um, it just depends on who I'm with. Like when I'm with my friends, I'm protective, but I'm a little bit more softer when I'm with my. With my man, my man, my man. Whoever that is, that doesn't. Anyways, um, it just depends. Um, like I can be, I'm a top, and I'm very, you know, I can be submissive. Choke me, yeah, do that shit, you know, something like that. Let's switch it up a little bit. You know, like you know, it don't matter. It's balanced. If you could be yourself. What? Soft top season. Yeah, you know. Yes. I will definitely say I'm a I'm a soft hard ass top. It depends. I love a soft hard ass top. But um that's a that was a that was interesting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I feel like um I wanted to like add on to like what Ryan was saying. Um both of y'all were saying, I feel like people don't really have standards. So like, I feel like their preferences are high and like this like, okay, I feel like people preferences are high and they don't know what they want specifically. Mm. And I feel like when it comes to, when it comes to, to dating, people are willing to settle because of like this archetype that they built. So like this, that they gotta look a certain way. They gotta, they mm. gotta be like this. They gotta be presenting this way, but like be, be lacking in the, in the, in the, in the characteristics. I feel like when it comes to dating, people have to understand that like, it's more than what you see on the physical and also about how this person is going to treat you when you're sick. Like now when I think about dating and my standards, I'm thinking about, okay, I know that I may be short. Like if I, if I fall short this day with finances, is this person going to like pick me up and not drop me down? Mm-hmm. Or if you know, if we, if I'm sick today, this person going to go to the store and give me crackers and ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Or if I, if this person, if I'm sore from the gym, this person know I like to work out. They're going to give me massages, you know, just things that are intentional and that are, that are like innate to them. I feel like good character is innate um, and it isn't really taught. Some people don't have it. So I guess I say that to say that people don't really have standards. They, they, they want, they don't, 
they have like this archetype already made up based off this aesthetic. Yes, exactly. Like it's I like, that. Look like, okay, you look great. You look good. But tell me, mm-hmm. what, how does your, how do you think? How does that mind yeah. work? How does mm-hmm. your heart work? You know, like. What does that mouth do? You? I mean, who, who, sorry. <laughs> wrong, who are you when you get upset? Part. Yeah, wrong right. Part. Or how does your friends, how do your friends interact with you? How do you interact with your friends? How do you interact with your family? Like, I want to see. Right. You know? Yes, like how do you treat the, the waitress who is uh, treat, um, giving us our food? Yeah, oh, you know, that's, that's, are you respectful? Do you hold the door open for people? At you know, that, this is one. that determines if we go to the next step. Okay. Yes. yes. This is one for me, even since we're talking about social media. How do you interact with people on social media in moments of disagreement? Right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> immediately, do you immediately go to like, oh, that's why you're fat? You immediately do health reads. Like, I pay attention to all of that. Yes. The ugly thing to me is a nigga who will do a health read. Like, oh, did, you forget to take, did you forget to take your pills today? Immediately, immediate mm. no. Immediately. immediately. Like, anybody that's doing, that's in that caddy, you know, knuckle up, I want to fight all the time. So I ain't got time. No. Now you can get red, don't get me wrong. But if you right. but if you have to resort to femphobia, fat phobia, transphobia, um health reads, if you if that's how you read, mm-mm. Right. You're trash. And to add on to that, Michael, because you made a really great point. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it'll be more of a turn off for me when 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 a man is educating someone. So I feel like when you read somebody, educate them and enlighten them and give them mm-hmm. insight on this topic that they don't know about. Because I feel yeah. like if you're going to read something, provide logic or provide some type of factual facts behind what yeah. you're saying. Because I feel like people just be talking with these alternative facts and being mean girls, and that mm-hmm. kind of just shows your character. Whereas someone, if you're if you're a good person and you know you you want to be better or like be a, be a good person overall. You want to give them like insight rather than like an uh, insult, you know? A nice classy read. A nice classy right. read. Right. Right. I live for those. Um, <laughs> easily get blocked. Yes. Now, yeah, I don't have time. time. Now, um, oh, this is so good. I love this standards. And it's also, I think for me, one thing that I really look at because it's what I do is attention to detail. Uh, Ryan actually um, talked about it in one of these past episodes, but like, Somebody who I recently, whatever. Um, let's say Michael was talking, trying to talk to somebody, right? Let's just say that. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, we had a conversation and they just happened to say, hey, my favorite candy is Gushers, right? So when you meet up for a date, you just be like, hey, I grabbed these on, you know, things like that. Hey, I grabbed these on the way here. And boom, oh my God, you got me gushers. Why? Because that's a conversation that you had. I think a lot of people, in especially in the beginning stages of talking, um, like people just want to jump to like, oh, this is my man, my man, my man. But you're not like attention to detail. You're not paying attention to what it is that they actually like. Those conversations, whether it's yes. FaceTime, whether it's text messages, whether it's the phone, whether it's in person, you got to like pay attention and listen. Mm-hmm. Because when you listen and then you show up and you repeat something back to them or you, you know, you remind them of something or you bring something that they said they like, that brings you a, a, a long way. But a lot of y'all, 
Y'all just want to fuck. If we yes, honest. yes, they want to do the easiest thing first. Fucking is mm-hmm. so easy. Get to know me. Get to know mm-hmm. if I'm triggered off this of of that statement. You know, mm-hmm. get to know how I, how I react. Get to yeah. know what my favorite my favorite movie is. My favorite yeah. rom com. You know, things that actually matter. You know, to the the spirit versus like what you seeing on the outside, boo. Mm. Mm. Speaking mm. of rom com, if you all have not watched it yet, Netflix came out with an amazing rom com with Gabrielle Union with. Uh, Keith Powers, and I would be remiss not to include that they have T.S. Madison in it, and I love it because T.S. Madison, like, her transness wasn't the center of the character. We see a lot of times that it's like, oh, look, this trans woman. It's just like mm-hmm. she just existed in the film. Um, the amazing um, Janet Hubert was in the movie. She was Gabrielle Union's mother. It was amazing. Make sure that you watch it. Black Love. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't struggle love. Did they have issues and problems? Yes, that's with any relationship. But mm-hmm. it was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Now, let's go to another question, okay? What do you guys feel about the following statement? A lot of people are single because they can't break away from fat phobia, fem phobia, and colorism. Oh, uh, especially are we going in order? Sorry, hmm. no, wherever that phobia. Okay, you said what? the fat phobia. Okay, and I'm just speaking from personal experience. Uh, if you don't know, well, you do now. I was 390 pounds about three years ago, wow. and I can literally tell you. Like, I was on the apps, you know, on Tinder, you know, just, you know, a regular mm-hmm. fat boy just looking. For, not that I want that to be my, you know, thing, <laughs> but I was a heavy, you know, looking for love. And I literally would get, you know, decline after decline after decline. And when I went through my transformation, I went into hibernation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I was at a, I felt like I was at a comfortable weight about, a, you know, almost a year later. It was literally right before the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, I'm about to get out here, you know, start dating again. I look good. I mean, I did look good when I was mm-hmm. heavier. Let's, let's not get it twisted. So, um, I've just leveled up a little bit. But, um, uh, you know, I remember faces, I remember names, and I remember how people, you know, rejected me. And Hmm. a lot of those same people, when they saw, you know, oh, he is a little thinner, you know, he looks more appealing. And it was Mm -hmm. just mind blowing to me. So that's why I say fat folk, you know, fat folk. Because you're the same person. Yeah, I'm the same person, same pure, good hearted intentions, all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little lighter now. And, you know, it's, Back it's, then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. I said, okay. so you know, so y'all know I have some strong feelings about this. We te- we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, and we were texting, and I kind of had like a little contradicting like moment because I clearly am a big boy, so you know that's definitely not something that I shy away from. I'm I'm confident in that. I'm not you know I'm not ashamed of it. Am I, do I, you know, at times, you know, want to lose weight or 
actually not want to lose weight, but do I at times, you know, exercise, try to work out, get a little fit, lose a couple pounds, get a little tone. Yeah, I do that. Of course I do. But I'm still confident in where I am. And I I, I kind of, I think about it, right? Because I have a hard time with the fat phobia word. Because when it comes to all of the other phobias, right? It is a, it's truly, you know, them not liking whatever it is just because of what they are. Mm -hmm. But the hard thing for me about like the fat phobia one is that it's a physical attribute. It's tied to physical attributes that is, that's tied to attraction and what is deemed as attractive or sexy or um what am i saying what's the word uh being turned on right and so i honestly it's like depending on how it's like rooted in if people just aren't maybe people just aren't attracted to bigger guys and i don't know if i want to call that necessarily a fat phobia mm. i guess it would just depends on the intent or the where it's coming from, right? Same mm -hmm. thing we were talking about before. Like, if you're not attracted to that size, then that's just because I'm not attracted to. I don't want to use the derogatory term, but thinner guys. I'm you're not skinny phobic. You're right. You're, you're thin phobic. See, right. So that's why it's hard because that's not that's not that that's. That's not where my attraction lies. No. I can definitely tell somebody that's at a small size that they're attractive. I can definitely say body goals, whatever, whatever. But as far as sexually, sexually attraction, when I like when I see an image of this person versus this person, I'm be like, hey. When I see some thickness, you know what I'm saying, as opposed mm -hmm. to smaller. So it's hard with that for me. Mm -hmm. I totally understand mm -hmm. what you're talking about, but it wasn't. It wasn't your personality. It was just that they weren't attracted to you when you were bigger. I don't know. So you don't have an issue with people saying no fats, no femmes? Oh, that's a different question. See, when you, yeah, because when you put them together, it's different. Yeah. Because I don't have a problem when they say no fats. Because to me, how can I thank you for saying that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. what if you didn't and you treated me a kind of way because I was? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or you, treat, or you dogged me because I was a bigger guy. You you gleaned everything else from me, my personality, what I could do for you, you know, everything else about who I am other than just my size. But I'm glad you stopped me at the door because you wouldn't have been attracted to me. So would I be putting my... Like, why would I venture into... A situation with somebody who inherently don't ain't even physically attracted to me. So are we saying we don't have a problem with people saying they don't want to date a fat person? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> are you asking him? I'm just I'm because because I honestly like um because how what Alex is saying I kind of like agree with him um because in the sense of like because I was gonna speak on the colorism and femphobia because mm -hmm. you know I'm a dark skin film guy or yes. person, femme person. Um, so like for me, I feel like with the film, with the film thing, like no fats, no films type of, or no film type of thing. I came across like when I was on the dating apps, I came across guys saying that it wasn't attracted to like 
feminine men. So are you me, masculine? Like, right. Me? They would ask you, are you? No, they oh, would ask you. Oh, they're asking. They're asking. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, bitch, how the fuck am I supposed to answer this? Do I lie? Or like, do I like uh-huh. be real? And I'm like, fuck them. They don't know me. So I'm like, I mean, I'm in the middle. Like, I didn't know how to answer it because like, what you see one day is not what you're going to see the next day. But right. for the most yeah. part, you're going to see, you're going to see thighs, you're going to see a purse or a pocketbook. So it's just like, that's more feminine, like presenting in certain <laughs> in certain sense. But sorry, um, every time you say purse, I think about when you said rubbing purses. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's also so. I guess the like to go back to the question, like you know, um, does like the femphobia, fat phobia, colorism get in the way of people dating? I believe so because so people are so fixated on like these like physical attributes or what is this like American like beauty standard. Which the American beauty standard wasn't created for Black queer people in the first Come place, on. right? Come so, on. like when I think about things from a historical standpoint, I think about um, you know whiteness being su- supreme, and then everything else is like trash. So throughout history, Black people mindsets wasn't they it was transformed in an image of like the white people perception. So throughout history, people just kind of kept on that narrative in terms of what was like beauty, you know. So when people seen light skinned girls, it was like. Light-skinned, light-skinned people is like, oh, it's more desirable. Whereas dark-skinned people is more anger, beasts, you know, more, it's like dark, you know what I mean? Personal. And right. So like growing up for me, I felt like, damn, like I had to, I couldn't be like, if I was soft, I couldn't be that way because dark-skinned men or dark-skinned people wasn't like that. Or I wasn't desirable because I wasn't as good. I was, I felt like because I was dark-skinned, I wasn't cute. So like for, wow. so I feel like, I guess to, to bring that back to what I'm speaking about, people have to let go of like, people have to look within on like why they have like these certain, um, these certain preferences. And so similar to what you had said, Alex, I thought it's the intent behind it. Like, for example, this people, I used to get bullied in high school because I was dark skinned, right? And then now, now I'm confident who I am and know, and know what I'm about. People is like, they showing like, oh my gosh, Justin, like, your skin is so beautiful and you're, you know, I love your features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. You know what I mean? You're now you're objectifying me and people love when they see, when they see me like with certain things or they see me like when they try to talk to me, they always say, Oh, you're so chocolatey. You're so sexy. Bitch, stop objectifying me. Like I'm not a candy bar. I'm not a piece of meat. Like I'm a person with feelings and a heart. So before you come, you know, trying to knock down this door, I feel like people need to, you need to understand that like, Hey, there's layers to me, mm-hmm. not just from what you see on the outside, boo. And oh. if you if, if you if you look into to to date, remember that like, hey, we're still black at the end of the day. We got different pigments, but baby, look within. If you're trying to look within when it comes to your preferences and seeing if it's coming from a, a good place or a, a place of self rejection and self hate. Mm. That's so good. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Why no, that's for real. Um. And I think that's a lot of it points back to what I have mentioned to y'all in the opening when I was asking about desirability politics, because mm-hmm. there is a prototype or archetype, whichever word that you want to use, of mm-hmm. what the perfect gay couple is. Mm-hmm. You feel me? If you look at the couples that are often highlighted as couple goals and everything, there is an aesthetic. If there mm-hmm. are, if there is a dark skinned person, their partner is definitely um lighter skin right it's like mm-hmm. that one too a dark dark skin light skin they're usually in 
quote unquote shape, right? Muscle, mm-hmm. very thin. They have a certain aesthetic to their fashion, mm-hmm. like all of these things. And I feel like, and so I feel like a lot of people are chasing that, you know? A lot of people, I see stuff online, and there's, if it's two femme guys, I saw this the other day. There's like, this is two fashion girls. Um, I'm never <laughs> super femme, right? And then people in the comments was like, oh, all I see is two bottoms. <laughs> and it's like, this shit really has us in the show code. Like, That's, yes. Really has us in the show code. And they can just be happy as hell, but y'all are sitting here thinking that a bottom has to dress a certain way. Oh, right? Great. Some and, of the most people, some oh of the people gosh. who y'all chase, who are super masculine, guess what? They love, they're not doing the bending. They getting bended. Bended. So it's like you have this, this, uh, it's frustrating. It's, yeah. And Mike, I'm sorry. Let me just say this a little quick, peeps, because like you're so right. People, and for the people who are listening, remember, feminine presenting and dominant presenting is fluid. So if a person want to be feminine presenting this day, they can choose to be dominant presenting tomorrow. That doesn't make them less of a person. Right. Please remember that. Mm-hmm. Like that. And also, too, what they're doing behind closed doors does not equate to like what's more masculine and what's more feminine, baby. Sex is sex. And I feel like people mm-hmm. need to you just let go of that, let go, let it go. Uh, let that narrative go of um of what a top looks like and what a bottom looks like and what a verse looks like. Cause baby, you gonna be looking like crazy trying to get your mind wrapped around well, it's, it's time to heteronormativity. Heteronormativity. that's mm-hmm. them chasing yeah heteronormative standards <laughs> yeah. I gotta be the woman you gotta be the man like, that's what the straight, straight people be acting like who's the man who's the woman neither of us my mama I tried to ask me that and she was like who cooks the most that's the way she that's the way she said it who cooks the most I was like we both cook equally amounts of times <laughs> since, you, <laughs> since you asked. <laughs> that's that's wild. She was slick. She and then I was like, "Why you like that?" She was just like, "Oh, just just ask." Mm, I bet no. you just ask it. <laughs> All right, one more question, and we're gonna go to break. Okay, one more mm. question, and we're gonna go to break. Let's talk about age gaps, okay? Ooh. So a little while ago, um, Jason Lee was caught. Jason Lee, we all know Jason Lee of Hollywood Live. Uh, he, ha- he he went live, and he was kissing on this boy. Now, Jason Lee, I want to say he's like 44 years old, I want to say. And I thought he was young- 50. No. Oh, okay. Not too much on him. I want to possibly work with him one day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I yes. Thought. I just thought. Um. <laughs> So Jason Lee's like 44 years old. Um, I'm leaving that in. Um, and the boy he was kissing was came out that the boy was like 30, 31. Okay. Um, okay. when the video first okay. surfaced, they was dragging Jason Lee because they're like, oh, he because you know, the rumor is that he likes younger, younger boys of age. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of age, of age, yeah. of age. But like 21, 22, but like that man was 30 or something, right? So let's talk about age gaps, okay? We're all in different age groups, kind of here, sort of, whatever. You feel me? Um, what is y'all's rule? Dating up and dating down. First of all, go ahead, Brian. Um, so I will say it's been a little bit interesting for me. Um, okay. I go out and I get approached by guy. You know, guys, they are. I guess I look younger than what I am. And I love that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, when I'm talking to them, they're like, 
oh, how, you know, the question comes up, how old are you? And I'm like, how old do I look? And they, they'll tell me, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you have to be like 25, 26. And I'm really like, OK, thank you. You make me feel, you know. Um, and then I'm like, no, I'm 33. I'll be 34 in October. And they're like, what? You know, da, 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 da. so, you know, the guy that I am hanging out with now, um, he is 26. Okay. And for a minute, I'm, you know, talking to a lot of my like mutual friends. I'm like, we have, we have a great time together. And that's like, what's most important to me. Cause I don't, have a good time with others. I've dated older and I'm like, uh, I've dated my age and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is younger and he's cool and he, we have fun and, you know, and we have a blast and actually, you know, I'm younger. So 26 is like the youngest I'll go right now. So what is that? How many down? So <laughs> like 10. No, that's, that's wait. How old you? That's not ten. He just said 33. he's thirty. All thirty-three. It was like yeah. seven. Six like seven, seven years. Yeah. Like seven years. Yeah. And then how up? You won't go up. I've the oldest was thirty-nine. Okay. So that's the highest you'll go. Yeah. Okay. Forty, maybe. You know, I'll say forty. Actually. Okay. Actually, the one I want, he's forty-two. He's on my list. Well, you shouldn't talk about the one you're hanging out with, and then the one that you want. I know. I was just like, wait, <laughs> yeah. we, ain't, we ain't saying we ain't made no labels yet. Okay. Period. And then we go hit single. I am very, 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 very. Let's hear it. Hear I already know. I feel like I already know. I um, think I know. But so it's really interesting because <laughs> um, before therapy, I was dating guys twice my age um, because I just felt like. I'm a very mature young person and I feel like I love nice experiences. So typically the individuals who are older than I am would, you know, do that. And, um, and basically all the guys I ever dated was older than I am. Like, and I feel like it's a city boy. Yeah, it is. Experiences. That was the word. I was trying to understand. (laughs) I was going to get to it. I didn't want to interrupt you yet, but I want to know your experiences. Yeah, because I was thinking about it because, like, this year, like, I've never paid for a date. So, but anyways, that's besides the point. Um, But, you know, it's not heteronormative. But, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But to answer the question, like, I feel like now, I feel like it's important to, I date with intention and I don't want to, like, surpass that 10 year mark. I feel like okay. 10 year is pushing, but like, because I had experience dating older men I, and it didn't work out. I know that like, in terms of being able to relate to me, being able to like understand me, you know, in different senses, I feel like that yeah. 10 year mark is important. So I think me being about to be 26, I wouldn't want to date anyone older than like 36, like being in a relationship with someone older than 36. Okay. Um, but yeah, I have dated someone okay. who was like 50 though. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Mm. That was quick. That was oh, that was recently. That was like a few months ago. We dated for like a month. This was the the one percent. This is like the white man I was dating. Um, and he took me on different dates here, there, try to book me trips, but um, I couldn't get myself to like lay in the same bed with him when he asked me to sleep over. So like for me, it was just like right. So for me, it was like mm -mm, because I already felt some type of way kissing him. I ain't gonna cap. Um, like pork. I can't believe I'm. Yeah, 
I'm seeing no, this on this. On this, yeah, seeing this, on this all our business on this. All right. No. Me, but yeah, I'm just like, so yeah, that was like the one percent <laughs> where I kind of, I was like, uh, my toe was in the milk of magnesia. <laughs> wow. So you put your lips on a white man. <laughs> <laughs> he he put his lips on me. <laughs> Yeah, that was as far okay. as it mm. Brian yeah. is losing it down there. <laughs> Alex, get the, get the coin. <laughs> um, hey, that's all. Oh. Get the bag. Um, for me, I've always it's always been younger. Um, just I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of my personality. Um, I do look younger than I am. Um, Definitely do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of that. Um, there was one that was my age and another that was like probably like six, seven years older. So they were like late 40s at that time. I was probably like mid 30s, early 30s, mid 30s, mid 30s. So and they were like late 40s. So, um, it's all over the place for me. Um, I think it's just like at a certain point, we don't relate. And I think mm. for me, I don't think that I'm going to be able to relate to a 25 year old. Mm-hmm. I just know good and, good and well. Like my partner is what? Three years younger than me. Okay. So that's the same age range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no, there's no big differences there, but um, I think in those like three, four year ranges, to me, those are like the same age range. Mm-hmm. So I don't really feel like three, four years is like a that's big not a difference. Yeah, yes. once you get like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. then that's what it becomes different. But when I was in my thirties, all the all the all the all the all the twenty year olds, when I was single, I had a bunch of little 23, 24, 25 year olds that was trying to move in, child. But we ain't gonna talk about that. But I was like, absolutely not. Get out. No. But no, nah, they, they, uh, I couldn't, they were, that's why I was laughing at Ryan because he was like, he's has, he was having a good time because, oh, they was definitely a good time, but mm-hmm. ooh, after, after that, it was exhausting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, all right, be calm, relax now. Can we have a conversation? Yeah, I don't want to go out and pop pills with you, youngin. Oh, like, damn, bro, I'm not doing that. Uh, uh-uh, we don't, we all the, all of us girls don't do that. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. A, a, a good, a good number, a good old number of you do. Though. The girls do be doing coke. The girls do be doing do, do be doing coke though. But oh Lord, oh Lord. not me. Coke. Shout out to not me. me. Nah. All right, so I don't know what that means. Huh? We don't know what that. We don't know. We don't know what that mean. <laughs> not too much of my on my queen, but. <laughs> oh Lord. Ooh. All right, no, for real. All jokes aside, I love. You. No, I don't. All right, so me. All right, so for me, um, I've had a rule where it was like, what I said is, I'm about, I'm old, I'm old fish, y'all. All right, I'm about to be 37 on Friday, so Ciao. you you feel me? I'm old fish. Um, I'm like Billy Porter in Pose. Old, you feel me? You're a boomer so, with me, huh? You're a boomer, like you call me. You a boomer with me. No, you're the real boomer. Um, ah, ooh. I'm joking. You're not. 
No, but yeah, so I said you got to be like, for me, you got to be like in your 30s because like, yeah, I don't want to be like, it's just weird sometimes, like that big age gap and then people be like, whoa, 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 like what's going on? Not you being Diddy, uh, you know, and then there's like with us, what we get, which I do agree with Jason Lee on this, we as gay men, they are very quick to throw the P word around. Predator, mm-hmm. right? Oh, he's a predator. Oh, he's a predator because he dates younger. Um, but like so, but in the space that I'm in, most of the people who be approaching me be like 25, 26, 24. They be like, How old are you? I'm like, not for you. They be like, How old are you? I'm like 36. And they're like, Really? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, that's not too old for me. But like for me, I feel weird. You feel me? Like if you're more than like eight years younger mm-hmm. than me. Um, but the dilemma that I'm in right now is the um, gentleman who I'm interested in mm-hmm. come to find out he's 28. Mm. Mm. Okay. You're not too much Diddy. It's like Jason Lee and his and his partner. It's not Diddy, but it's like Jason Lee-ish. No, it's not Jason Lee either. Because Jason, that was still like 12 years. Mm. Given like eight. As long as they're over 21. No. Well. No, nah, but I had a, I was weird like that for me. My my sister's eight years younger than me. So anybody that was my yeah. younger sister. So anybody that was in their my younger sister's age group, I would feel so weird. Like, why, why am I hanging? Why am I like this is weird? Yeah. So I get you. Far as up. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like look back next episode. I, I agree with y'all though. Um with that. Cause I the the first guy I dated was I was eighteen, he was twenty five. So it was just like I came out of the gate, humping grown men. <laughs> Come on, humping. humping grown men. Humping yeah, we'll, grown we'll, men. we'll see. Like this one is breaking all my little rules. So we'll we'll see what happens as far as up. Um, I don't know. I've never thought about it. Um, I don't want you to be like too old that you're just like, because some people. Like you could be 45, 46, 47, but act like you're 60. You feel me? Mm. Like I'm full of life. So right. I can't be with nobody who just wants to sit down and watch Law and Order. Now I'm a I can be a homebody, <laughs> don't get me wrong. And I love me some Law and Order. But like we gotta do something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or the people that think that once you hit a certain number, you gotta stop living life. I hate when I hear people say, yeah. your big age, you still doing that? Yes, damn it, it's my life. What you yeah. Right. I've even I'm had those moments where I'm like, oh, when I get settled, I'm like, I'm just going to be a total homebody. I'm like, who are you talking mm-hmm. to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, do your Boring. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Lame. Boo. That's like, Lame. granted, he's a life celebrity and all of that, so it's different, but like, People like Diddy's too old to be out here acting like no, he's not. He uh, living yeah. like yeah, and he got money right. so he can get some shots where he can yeah, he got some good shots in his joints to keep the yeah, you know? <laughs> act bad, act bad, act, mm-hmm. look act bad, bad, working yeah. on yachts. Okay, all right. and Diddy and Diddy hollered at me. <laughs> you be gonna be acting bad. Well, we're going to take a break and we will be back with the agenda moving forward. All right, we're back. 
We are back, and man, listen, we be telling all of our tea, and I love it. Um, <laughs> the gentleman moving forward, I have a question, okay? How do we stop our past traumas from affecting how we show up in the dating space? Um, one thing that I, I'll, I'll, I'll start off, right, because one of my past traumas is actually somebody who I was getting to know when talking to and all of that, and we was like, you know, really hitting it off. And then when we went on our first date, I had spent a whole bunch of money. <clears throat> and then shortly after that, he found a reason to blow it up. And that shit really pissed me off. Mm. Right? Now, then he tried to blow it up. And what do you mean, blow it up? Blow it up like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for this. Maybe yeah. we should just. Uh... Mm hmm. Mhm, mm mhm, mm mhm. So now that I'm back out in these streets again, like getting to know people, like I had to make a conscious effort. Be like, you know what? I do. I think I like this guy right here, and I want to take him out. And whatever happens, happens, right? Instead of being like, oh, I don't want to, because I don't want him to like play me like this person played me. This, that, and the other. Um, have y'all found yourselves like? not jumping into things because of past hurts and traumas? <sighs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Freaking Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Recently, actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did you work through that? Or are you um, still working through it? I finally reached a place where I worked through it. Um, mm -hmm. What was triggering for me was a real a good friend of 10 years i played a matchmaker for the guy mm -hmm. i was interested in and the guy and a friend of 10 years they hooked up without me knowing mind you we're all single so it was like oh but i spent a lot of time with this person and got to like spend time with him some of his family and it just mm -hmm. really it really you know messed me up and now that i'm like fully healed and i look at that person like Ugh, you know um, now that I'm, I'm dating a little bit more intentional or trying to, and I come across these pe people that are like, oh, you're catching me at a weird phase. I'm growing. And I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? It just is what it is. Let's have fun. Mm -hmm. Let, let's have fun. I'm really, that's it. That's it. That's where I'm at with it. Let's have fun. Like okay. So a situationship. Friends. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I think, um, like, I mean, trauma is trauma, right? So how do you deal with trauma? First thing you got to identify, right? So once you identify, like, what it is, you know what I mean? That, that you have trauma about in dating, then you can work through it, right? Just like Ryan said, you know, he realized he had trauma with, you know, an incident that happened before. Just like you said, you had trauma with the incident that happened before. You know what it is. You're counteracting it by not dwelling in it. Let's just, it is what it is. It could happen. It could not happen, but it's a gamble. So you just got to deal with it. So I think my thing was when I was dating um, after my previous relationship, which was a lot, um, I had a lot of trauma um, and it was a lot of um, trust um, and it was a lot of me really like not putting myself so much in it. It was a lot of me like whatever, going with the flow, like whatever. 
that's what, that's what we doing. Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. I was going with the flow, but then the craziest thing happened. Just like you said, the situationship. I landed on somebody, and I started off that same way, and then it just happened. The attachment, it it stuck. You know what I'm saying? It stuck. Like I still had my whatever mentality, but then I was still like, man, though I can't tell them whatever. Like I was telling everybody else, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, it's different now. You know what I'm saying? This this person is not making me not feel like that now. You know what I'm saying? They're doing all the right things right now. This, I'm like, wait a minute. That's different. I didn't get that. So I think you manage it. You go through it. You brave your way through it. Don't let it hinder you from still getting out there. And you will find that as long as you just enjoy it. I think people get too caught up in because I think you said something to uh, Justin dating intentionally. I have a hard, I have a problem with that because people get so, and I hear a lot of people say it all the time. I don't have a problem with that, but a lot of people say it all the time. Like I'm dating for marriage. I'm dating for this. And it's like, when you go into dating somebody with the end goal at the beginning, you was going to be disappointed. Every single time. I just feel like that's just disappointment. You waiting on disappointment. Just mm -hmm. go into it with an open mind, whatever it is, whatever it is. Of course, you're not going to stay in no situation too long. You know what I mean? You you got mm -hmm. your, you have your rules, your internal, like, all right, now, what are we <laughs> doing? Blah, blah, blah. But, like, when people get that whole, like, I, I want you to be serious about me. Like, what, girl, I just, I just met you. Like, how am I going to be serious yeah. about you? I just met you. Right. Like, yeah. That's the question. Yeah. When you like, when you get to a point where, what, how long into like that phase when you're, t I guess, the talking phase, when you say to the person, okay, what are we doing? For me, is when I felt like um, we was it like six I months into the relationship. Was it? I mean, first before you officially made it official, official. Oh, official. Yeah, like exclusively. Yeah, like exclusive. Like you're just like, all right, what are we doing? It's been a year, which we hope not. You know, yeah, it was a year. It was, it was, it was about, it was about a year. But I started to, I started to check in. It, it wasn't, but see, it wasn't no, it wasn't a. It, it's not tied to a time though. It's tied to feel. It's tied to how I feel about you. Yeah. So if we get to a point, we got to a point where I felt like, all right. That's it. Like, I'm good now. I, I get it. We here. What up? You know what I mean? What? Where are we? What are we doing? It's been this long. Yada, yada. And then that wasn't the time. You know, at that time, I'm like, okay, I get it. We got trauma. We got to deal with it. We both do. Maybe it's good that we delay. Maybe I'm going to jump in the gun. Let's delay. And then some more time went by, and I'm like, all right, now here's my hard stop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think you got to be able to do that with yourself. I don't think there's any actual number of time. You yeah. can't gauge you know when you know. You know when you know. It feels right. Yeah. When it feels right. <clears throat> but I also have to say that, and this isn't the end also, but I also have to say that we have to sometimes, sometimes we use our past trauma as an excuse yeah. not to commit. Yes. And yes. we use our past trauma as an excuse not to be vulnerable right there's something mm -hmm. beautiful yes. beautiful about vulnerability like we do this weird thing like where we act like we're not into somebody you feel me that we act like oh i don't want them to think that i'm too into them mm -hmm. and if it's, it's even the small shit like um somebody texts you 
And you're like, oh, I got to wait 15, 20 minutes before I text him back because mm-hmm. I don't want to. The hell with that. If, you, yeah. if you're into this, text them back right away. Yes. No, and, I think, and I think I push a lot of people off with that because I'm very direct. I'll be like, I feel like that to you again. Like, I don't care. Yeah. What, what I like about, you know, like I like this person that I'm hanging out with a lot. But what I like about this, what is different about from my past situation, I used to wonder a lot in the last situation. I used to just wonder because um, he was very closed off. He didn't really like to. He It was like walking on eggshells around him because he was always dealing with something. So I you know, didn't know what was happening, what was going on. But like what I appreciate about this friendship now is we don't we really address things really quick if we felt a vibe shift. Like, hey, real quick, you know, did I do something? Did I say something wrong? Um, you know, let me apologize. You know, like we're we we are quick about it. I might I sit on it for a day because I need to think about how I'm going to say it. Cause what I might have said right then and there could have shifted the whole friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. So I gotta sit on it and think about it, be res- be an adult about it, and then like let's approach it like this. So that's how I always do it, you know. Yeah, I wanted to like kind of segue into it real quick. Um, I'm not gonna speak too long, but I, um, I feel like in order to in order to move past like the past traumas, you have to like have that internal dialogue with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because like um, I used to do this thing where I would like suppress my emotions, and like I had like trust issues. So when I dated people, I wouldn't like I'll. I'll communicate like for the first couple, like I'll, I'll in the beginning of the stages, I'll communicate. And then like when things get hard, I will like back up or I wouldn't say certain things. And then like I used to do this other thing where I'll drink. And then like, since I wasn't like expressing these emotions and I was suppressing it, when I did get drunk, I will kind of like, this emotion will come out in a different way mm. because of like the the inability of of being honest with myself sober and like, being able to acknowledge like I have like, things are going on with me and not communicate with my partner. So I, um, I say that to say that um, now when it comes to dating for me, which I'm not dating anyone right now, talking to anyone right now, um, because I'm on this different route in terms of like, okay, like I noticed that I suppressed my emotions and I noticed that came from me drinking alcohol a lot. So right now I'm in a space of like, just navigating dating in a, in a way that it shows up authentic and it feels right. And I'm not forcing it um, to people because I feel like I was just dating just a date and I wasn't really knowing what was I going for. And I had this list and it was like, I had these desirability politics, but like nothing was falling into place because of that foundation that was unstable within myself from a substance that I abused that kind of trickled down to the suppressed emotions and the trust and the lack of trust that I had amongst myself that got in the way of partners. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just, just having that internal dialogue and being radically honest, you know, will, will lead you to, to, to results that you want. So I love that. And I think I love that. And I'll round it out. Um, I think that self introspection is really important because a lot of the, sometimes we find offensive things that we shouldn't find offense in and it's tied to rejection in the past. It's mm-hmm. tied to not loving ourselves 
fully in entirely. So if somebody mm-hmm. doesn't text you back, right, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're out fucking somebody else. That doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that they're ignoring you. The first thing that you jump to shouldn't be, oh, what did I do wrong? What? Because mm-hmm. now it's like, but that comes from a place where you feel like I'm not enough. And, and I'm speaking for mm-hmm. myself. That's where I've been in the past where, oh, my God, I'm not enough. Um I, you know, I did something wrong. Now they don't want me anymore, whatever, whatever, whatever. But so once you start doing things like self-reflection, once you start going to therapy and you start mm-hmm. <laughs> breaking these things down, start breaking these things down, you realize like, yo, they might just be busy. The same way I'm mm-hmm. busy, the same way I got a hundred and billion things to do, um, they might just be busy. And then on the other end, you know, so when I'm busy and if it's somebody who I'm talking to, like, I'll let them know, hey, Today's a super busy communication. It all ties communication. to communication. All mm-hmm. ties, all ties hey, to communication. I agree. Hey, today, like today, like hey, today, I got a freaking photo shoot. I got a meeting with one of my clients. I got to record the podcast, so you might not hear from me. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's true. Communication. That's so true. That's simple. That's all it mm-hmm. takes. That's all it takes. All right, y'all. I got one more thing to ask y'all before we close out for tonight. Okay. Or for the day, whatever they want to, whenever you're mm-hmm. listening to this. <laughs> um, we're gonna pull a tweet, okay? We're gonna pull a tweet. I like every once in a while, I love to pull a tweet. This tweet, um, came right on time, right on time. <laughs> I was scrolling and I saw this foolishness, and it was by a young black man named <clears throat> Brandon Carson Jordan. His Twitter is Brandon, common spelling. K-A-R-S-O-N-J. That's Brandon K-A-R-S-O-N-J. <laughs> um, and I don't say that to be shady, but like people might want to go see, like I actually suggest people go read the thread because it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he said this. Anytime you start off with this, you know that you're trying to get a reaction. <laughs> I'm about to say something pretty controversial. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> So, comma, here we go. So he said, I'm with the fuck shit today. I'm I'm shaking the table. He says, we as black gays can be mean for no reason. Okay. People are mean. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, people are mean. Yeah, lost me there. but Okay, so he, (laughs) as soon as I read that, because I think, and I do it sometimes, oh, black gays, we gotta do we do this, but then actually, Alex, you really shown some light on. Well, when I said that black gays were overly sexualized, and then you were like, "No, men are men. overly sexualized." Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just yep. see it more because we're in community with other black gay men. Yes, other men. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So there's that because I know a lot of mean white women. I know a lot of mean Asian folk. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hurry up. I can't say that. Can I? Oh, okay. no, 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 even. I know what you're about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says, we as black gays can be mean for no reason. Then we complain when we see our counterparts decide to date, capitalize, outside of their race. Let's try being nicer. It costs nothing to be cordial with your own community. If you want to swim, all right? If you <laughs> want to swim in the milk of magnesia, just say that. Just say that. Just say that. If, okay. Don't be trying to like, it, like it's, it's, 
It's like it's the whole black women are got too much attitude thing all over again. Mm-hmm. Yes. the same way. Mm-hmm. Like they not they not submissive enough. So I'm gonna go over here. It's the same. Yeah. It sounds just like that. Like oh, cause y'all got too y'all got too y'all uh, y'all too mean. So I'm gonna date me a white person. Now, yeah. do we need to be kinder to each other? Yes. 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 We talked about it's free as a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like, just I gays either. Right. I can see somebody on Instagram. Like this is I've never done something like. But this is what people do. Like I could post something on Twitter. Like oh, it's um, I really didn't care. Oh, boom! I really didn't care for um the second half of Renaissance, even though I love the second half. Right. Then somebody be like, "Oh, that's why you're ugly," or "Oh, did you take your pills today?" Like, what? How did we get here? How did we get there? There's no correlation. I'm like, they ask me like, if I drink my just... coffee or something. Like, not right? a why, not why. Yes. Like, what was wrong with it? I loved it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like the joke. So yeah, we do need to be nicer, but I don't think mm-hmm. this is a. What did y'all think about that tweet? I feel like it didn't like. Him generalizing gay black men to like dating outside of race, there was no correlation because like mm. when I'm thinking about like first of all, gay black men are, have layers of trauma. Period. You know, mm. so like that's something as a gay black man to consider, and I think I don't think he considered that. Um, mm. The second thing is like people are mean, and honestly, mm-hmm. like I just don't like being around mean people in general. I actually made a TikTok the other day talking about that, but I feel like people just need to understand that like. I'm trying to like finish my thought. Basically, let me just let me just sum it up. That like all gay black people aren't mean. I feel like people are just mean in general. And I just don't feel like that had no correlation <laughs> in dating outside your race. So that's just that's, yeah. that's just my tea. That's just what it is. Weird. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't say the correlation either. I think it was just uh <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a because there was some there was like I think prior to that, like the week prior to that, there was some stuff going around too because um somebody mentioned something about I think they saw somebody that was popular on Twitter dating outside of their race, and I think it was a yeah, it was the football about player it right before yeah, yeah, the Hampton football player, yes, yeah. yeah. So I think it was it stemmed from that conversation. So it's on the tail end. I think that's probably why he came out and said that. So it's like he wanted to like. And another thing, this why y'all mad? <laughs> like it was kind of like that. And it's like I don't know. Everybody that everybody that has a feeling about it has a feeling about it for their own reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people are mad because they, you know, they wish that they could have snagged the person that got the white man. <laughs> yes. Maybe some people just feel like I see it as, a, as soon as I think it's it's actually sad to me because what it feels like to me is it feels like to me that it's a status symbol. And every time you get some money, it's almost like I've upgraded life and that outside of my race is the upgrade. And that's the mm-hmm. sad part. Mm-hmm. Because it's like we're not good enough. We see, right? right? We're no longer good enough. So as soon as I get some money and I get ready to do good and I'm doing well in life, now I need to upgrade my life. I'm getting a new house. I'm moving to a neighborhood. I'm getting a new car. I got a new wardrobe. Oh, and yeah, I'm finna go get me a um, Kevin Kardashian or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that is a. Can I is a, me? 
is an upgrade. And I yeah. feel like that's the mentality. And that's actually sad. It's actually it sad bad. that you feel like you can't be successful with your own people, that you have to step somewhere else for an upgrade. Right. Speak on that. Yeah. And that's true, T. And then I'm going to kick it to you, Ryan. Some of the nastiest gays that I've experienced are white gays. <laughs> yes. Oh, just mean. Well, they still mean. Nasty. I mean, they still white. They still white. Yeah. They still, still prejudiced. Yes. They still walk around like the sidewalk is there. <laughs> they still walk through crowds wanting you to move out of their way. And I make sure that all 290 whatever pounds of me, all six one of me wide shoulders, Make sure they understand that I'm not moving when I'm walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. I do that on Either. purpose sometimes because they do it. They do. So, like, really this, they like, dates they like it. So, this whole, <laughs> right. like, oh, I'm going to date white. So, because they're treating me better. What? Girl, sit yeah. down. Gay white men, they upholding the patriarchy, if y'all want to be real. <laughs> and most of the time, you're a fetish anyway. And then they go talk to their friends about their BBC that they have. BBC. Most of the time, I'm not saying for all of them, but right. most of the time. Because no. they're just like the feminist white women. Hello? Yeah. Honestly. The most dangerous. They're like the, sh um, the fox and sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ryan Lewis. <laughs> First of all, they say something. If they mention that C word, it's a rap. <laughs> I a hate What's the C word? word? It's a cock. That's cock? Just... Your big black cock. That's <laughs> a dick. <laughs> black dick. Anyway, a dick. I feel like his tweet it absolutely it made no fucking sense at all. <laughs> like he could have let he. This is what he could have said. We as black gay men can be mean for no reason. Let's try to be nicer. It costs nothing to be cordial and within your own community. Like he had period. Yes. We, yes. What he's saying about we complain, like that has nothing to do. To do. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do. Like they do not tie in together. It makes no sense. I feel like he was probably it it might be the Coke. Who knows? I don't know. Ooh. But he made no sense. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's all yeah, I have. That, to was, say. that was a read, Ryan. That was a and, read. I'm usually the one causing violence. I love that. Yeah. He made no sense. And I feel like they do. People like him, I don't know him. I don't know this person. But I feel like people that make stupid tweets like this just want to get a tr attraction. And then when mm. they get the attraction and the quote retweets are not on their side, and then they'll tweet something separate. Uh, I said what I said. No, what you said was stupid. Okay. Mm. What you said was dumb. And I need you to understand that some of these people tweet some stupid shit. It's just, it's annoying. It's, it's mm -hmm. annoying. He made no sense. And that's all I have to say. Well, I think that's a great way to close out this week. Yeah. <laughs> Real, quick. Real quick, let the people know where they can find you and what you got going on, if anything. Well, you can find Alex at Xander T82 on Instagram. That's X A N D E R T 82. Uh, yeah, that's where I am. That's, that's the primary place to find me. Okay. Uh, you can find me at Rated Ryan on all social media platforms, Rated R I A N. And new episodes of my podcast, Ryan Out Loud, will be rolling out. This week and the next week, yes. And um, 
<laughs> you guys can find <laughs> y'all can find me on all platforms at the Justin B Smith. Um, and if you all need help with social media needs, content creation, content strategy, you can um, follow my um, brand at Creative by JBS. Hey. And if you guys, <laughs> y'all can find me at it's Michael B on Twitter, it's Michael B on Facebook. Oh, I got a shout out, it's Michael B on Spill. I'm killing it over oh, there. On yeah, Spill. I love um, it. What's there's that? A brand new social media. Now I'm gonna feel like a boomer because I'm about to be like, what's that? Well, it's a new social media app. It's black owned, black run. I need y'all to really tap into it. It gives. Tum if, if Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter somehow had a threesome and then somehow an offspring was created, that would okay. be this. Um, only 90 characters, so keep your dissertations and think pieces to Twitter. And, yep, that's it. Get your dissertations and think pieces. Keep them over there on them other platforms. Um, no profanity is allowed on there. No Ooh. nudity is allowed on there. So the OnlyFans girls, you can't come over yet, okay? Um, and it's like there's no mean girl energy. So check me out over there. That's uh spill. It's my to be. Um, my birthday is this Friday, y'all. So if y'all want to, you know, drop hey. something, let me know. Hit me up. Slide in the DMs. Don't come in empty-handed though. If you slide in my DMs, you gotta, you gotta what what the OnlyFans girls do? I got a DM fee, y'all. You gotta okay? pay the toll price. <laughs> yeah, I got a DM fee. It's a five dollar DM fee for you to slide in DMs. So when y'all start commenting on these pictures that I'm about to drop on the birthday, hey. you pay that five dollar fee. Combos for the culture. We are in our second season. Um, we have ten episodes left in season two, so make sure that you stay locked in with that. Yeah. That's really all I got, y'all. DM fee. I'm for real about that. But as always, y'all. As always. Grab your purses and clutch your pearls. Your pearl. This has been another episode of the Black Gay Agenda.